Welcome to Financial Solutions with Dr. Nicole. Financial solutions for what your everyday issues may or may not be. You're going to tell me all of the issues that you may have, and we're going to write a prescription just for you. The doctor's session is in order. Grace and peace. Certainly, we are excited to have you back again at Financial Solutions with Dr. Nicole. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. And I don't know about you, but this is the end of tax season. And I just want to go, phew, to have gotten through it. Did you survive this year's tax season? With all of the changes that have been going on, I thought it would be helpful to provide you with some financial solutions after we dissect some of the problems that I realized in 2021, tax returns, the filing of them. As one that does taxes, and I, I, I strongly recommend that you uh, suggest, or I strongly suggest that you communicate with your tax advisors, but I saw some very interesting things in this particular tax preparation season. One of the first things that I observed is that many individuals that were working a traditional nine to five job, meaning you may have worked for corporate America or a small business employee and you received a W-2, many individuals had zero federal tax withholdings out of their paycheck. And so to their surprise, when we get to uh, the time in which it's time to file, they found themselves owing Uncle Sam. What a devastating blow in this type of economy overall. And so in order to prevent that and so that you don't have this challenge moving forward, we wanted to make sure that you took the time to look at your pay stub and to see, is taxes being withheld out of my paycheck? You should be able to see taxes withholding each and every time you get paid. Now, some of the reasons why this may have happened is it's employer error. Perhaps in the very beginning of your employment, you've switched jobs, you've never completed the W-4 form that's required of you. With a lot of the tax changes, it has shown up more this year than ever before. You may also wanna identify whether or not you are dealing with uh, 1099 income as opposed to W-2, and you thought that your income was W-2, meaning that you might be an independent contractor in some, instead of someone that is on what we call the corporate books. So make sure you're looking at your paycheck and make sure that you have federal taxes being withheld. Otherwise, you will have um, an unintended uh, experience or uh, relationship with Uncle Sam that you may not have wanted uh, moving forward. And so you can make that adjustment today. If you found yourself in that position, I would invite you to reach out to your employer, the Human Resources Department, and make sure you fill out what's called a W-4 form. What that does is that allows you the opportunity to have withholdings according to what your family dynamics may be. For example, if you're single with no dependents, you may want to have one exemption. If you're single with no dependents, but you own a home, you may be able to um, add an additional exemption as a homeowner. If you're married, you have you and your spouse and however many children, each individual person is identified as a dependent and your spouse is identified as one that you can have an exemption for. You may also be deemed the head of household, meaning you're not married, but you have children. 
So those are just some of the options, but this was brutal this year. And so I wanna make sure that we do not have that tax time surprise that many individuals have endured. If for some reason you see it on your paycheck and you went to file your taxes, even though the tax season is over, you can always ask your employer to do a corrected W-2 and you can amend your tax return so that you don't have to find yourself paying overall. So make sure you rectify that before 2022 ends and you find the same issue in 2023. The next thing that I found that was very interesting is that with the advanced child tax credit, there were questions about the stimulus package. Uh, most individuals had to endure or file for stimulus check number one and two in 2020, but stimulus check number three, many people received it, some did not. You have the opportunity to file and receive that particular tax credit on your, tax refer, on your tax returns in 2021. The question that many people have asked is, do I owe income tax on this money? And the answer to that is no. However, if you have been an individual who has claimed head of household and you found that you had um, children and you were the recipient of the advanced child tax credit, some of you came across some challenges in this year. So let me just explain and explore that for a few moments so that we understand why it is critical you don't allow someone else to claim your children throughout the tax year so that they can get a greater tax refund. First of all, it's illegal. I know you may have the social security number, you might be grandma, you might be nana, you may be someone, but if you're not the primary caregiver of that child, you really felt the impact in 2021. Let me tell you how by telling you a story. I have had several individuals that have done that throughout the years, uh, particularly as a grandparent. Your children may have four or five children, you're still working and you claim one of your grandchildren. And because of the advanced child tax credit in 2021, it was allocated according to the tax number or the social security number that's identified with a child. So a grandparent may have claimed a child last year, they received the advanced tax credit for the next six months. Maybe it caused friction, maybe it did not. But if you and your child rectified it because your child turned around and said, well, wait a minute, I didn't receive X amount of dollars for this child, but I'm claiming my child again, someone has to make up the money that had been given to you in advance. Typically, what has happened in this year is because you received half of the advanced child tax credit, there was another amount allotted in this particular tax year. And so there are individuals that claimed someone last year that was not able to claim a dependent this year, and they found themselves owing because they had received money in the advanced tax credit that was now being rescinded because you were no longer claiming that child. And so you found yourself having that deficit and having to pay taxes. So the best way to avoid that is to do what? To not claim a child that you're not taking care of for the entire year. 
It has been very devastating to individuals. And then there are other individuals that you may find yourself having a problem in 2022. The most people that have received higher tax refunds this year are individuals that may have birthed a child in 2021. You saw that you received all of the tax credit because it was a flow through into your tax refund. I wouldn't anticipate that in 2023 for 2022, but you did receive added resources in this year. I hope you use that money wisely. Another issue that has come up that has been something that has brought itself to the surface, I believe more in 2021, is really something that was changed in the tax law in 2018. Oftentimes you would hear individuals who were filing, married, filing jointly or married, filing separately, they were advised to file married, filing jointly simply because you were getting, if you did it separately, a tax penalty. We used to call it the marriage penalty. That has been pretty much eradicated in 2018. There are individuals that found themselves filing more in 2021 for a multitude of reasons. They found themselves filing married filing separately. COVID really did a number on a lot of marriages. And so people began to separate over the last several years, particularly since COVID. And when you've done that, you may say, well, I don't wanna file jointly with my spouse because we're really segregating our assets and really trying to decouple what it is that we have. And so let me just explain when it may or may not be advantageous for an individual to file married filing jointly versus married filing separately. And again, this is all predicated upon your specific needs and your specific conditions as an individual. I am speaking broadly overall. So if you are married and you have a spouse, you have children, you're working and you're working together and um, you have a home and all of those things, there's really no reason why you should be filing married filing separately. If for some reason you've come unto the understanding that the primary spouse that generally handles taxes and things of that nature may have mismanaged or did some tax things in error where they owe Uncle Sam and you're the injured spouse, that may be a consideration for you to file married filing separately because the liability to Uncle Sam, meaning the U.S. federal government, I say Uncle Sam all the time, but the federal government for taxes or to the IRS, it's yours as a joint entity married filing jointly. In order for an injured spouse, in order for her to receive or him to receive what is justly due them, they may file married filing separately. That also shows up oftentimes if your spouse uh, um, is in the rears for child support or some level of uh, um, obligation uh, which will levy your tax return. So you wanna be very careful, make sure you have that information so that you'll know what to do in your particular circumstances. Otherwise, it, it is really advantageous to file with your spouse. However, the, the tax um, that I was talking about that was alluded to in 2018 was called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2018. And that sort of eradicated the marriage tax penalty 
And what has happened as a result of that is that if you do it separately now, you're filing almost in alignment with someone that is single. And so you can still get all of the tax incentives and benefits that may be associated with someone single, but the, uh, the exemption amount that you are entitled to, it is different. Now it mirrors someone single as a single file of status. And so you ought to have that as a consideration when you're going into what decision is best for you and your family. Uh, I strongly advise individuals that if you can, go with married filing jointly, unless you have an extenuating circumstances. For me, some of those circumstances include, but are not limited to, we're in the process of a divorce. There may be outstanding obligations and it's a relatively new marriage or um, something where there is a tax obligation or a lien against uh, you know, your spouse's uh, income overall and that they have a, a debt that is far greater than what you're desirous to pay. Those are probably some of the circumstances in which you should find yourself maybe considering the other alternative. The last thing is my sweet spot. I have been really teaching about this all year about how advantageous it is to have some level of independent contractor income, some level of a home-based business or something to that magnitude because it really is one of the greatest tax incentives that one could have. And I'm so proud to say that I've observed that many individuals have taken their hobbies and things that they've done when they were generating a level of income or resources uh, uh, to survive the pandemic and they've been turning that into a legitimate business. So let me pause here for a moment and tell you, if you have a skill set, a gift, a talent, or anything, and we can determine if that can be monetized, you need a business. You need what we would call Schedule C income or, or income that will allow you to file for a Schedule C. And so you have the opportunity to cultivate, uh, you know, whatever that gift or that talent or that skill set is, cultivate it into a business where it is now no longer just a hobby, but something that you want to practice doing day in and day out. And so in the first year, many people realized, okay, I didn't establish a business, but that was okay. You were able to do what we call doing business as. And so this would be the year in 2022 that you will begin to legitimize that business. But if you had some level of income that you were willing, if you were willing to report it, and I suggest you report all income that you have. So let me use an example so that you will understand what it is that I'm talking about. As my primary vocation, even though I'm a CFP practitioner and the owner of Harvest Wealth Financial, I, I Harvest Wealth Financial, I am a pastor and a pastor that preaches the gospel. And so oftentimes I will go out and minister and someone might give me what is deemed a love offering. It is what is considered income that I can claim at the end of the year. I'm also an author of several books. I have six of them and already in print. I have the opportunity to also sell those books. I'm a motivational speaker and last year, was the 20 year anniversary of 9-11-2001. And so I was in demand as a speaker. Several institutions will give you 
um, what is called a 1099, whether it be miscellaneous or what it's identified as 1099 NEC. What that allows me to do is say, I am creating some level of revenue as a result of these things that I do that are outside of the scope of my financial planning business. You see where I'm going here? The IRS says that I can do one of multiple things. The IRS says, if I have any expenses that are reasonable and ordinary in my customary service of that level of business, I can utilize that as an expense. It gets better. So therefore, even if I only made throughout the entire year, perhaps $5,000, but I prepared my sermons, I study in my, um, you know, in a designated area in my house, I buy books in order to ensure that I'm the best pastor possible. If I did some additional research regarding 9-11, if I had to travel somewhere in order to speak, all of these are expenses, the clothes that I uh, purchased in order to speak in front of the public, uh, even to the point of doing my hair or getting my nails done because as a public persona standing in front of individuals or purchasing a robe or doing those things, all of those are expenses of, that help me to do what? Do my business. And so in doing that, all of those expenses can be added up. They may even surpass the amount of money that you earned in that given year. That does not matter. The IRS does not penalize you for that. Their concern is that one, it's not a hobby. And I would tell you that anyone that preaches the gospel, we know it's not a hobby. It cannot be a hobby and it must be reasonable and customary in your ordinary course of business. Reasonable and customary. That means if you were to take 10 other pastors, they would have similar expenses. If you would take 10 other public speakers, they would have reasonable and customary expenses in our ordinary course of business, the way that we do business overall. And so that's what defines whether or not something is an expense. So here are some advantages. You have your house, you have your apartment, if you have a home office, a portion of what you pay to live in that space anyway, then becomes reasonable and ordinary or customary in your ordinary course of business. So what you're doing day in and day out anyway is now an opportunity for it to become an expense. It gets even better. The other thing that you're able to do is that if you do have that W-2 income, you're able to offset some losses from your business. You can offset some of the losses from your business into that particular uh, you know, new business that you have or that W-2 income. And so if you have not established a business, it is probably one of the best things that you can do to improve your financial picture overall, but to make sure that you don't have any taxable challenges in 2022 and beyond. So. I think this is a perfect opportunity to give you the prescription of what to do this year in anticipation of filing your taxes in 2023 for 2022, just based off of what it is that I have seen over the year. 
The first thing that you wanna do is if you're working a traditional W-2 income employee uh, position, you wanna make sure that federal taxes are being withheld out of your check each week. If it is not, you wanna make sure you reach out to your human resources department and ask them to send you what is called a W-4 form. You wanna ensure that you complete it according to the number of exemptions. They give you a worksheet that will allow you to identify where can I begin to have taxes withheld so that you do not come across the position or the, um, the end of the year and find yourself owing taxes. That's the first thing. The second thing you need to do is claim your own children. Just stay out of trouble. Let's not even go down that road because this year when we had the advanced child tax credit, we found that some people owed more, some people got less back. And so you don't even want that complication. If the child is yours, claim your child. The third thing is if you're married, really look at your own individual situation and circumstances to determine whether or not married filing separately makes sense for you. Otherwise, the default is almost always uh, advantageous for you to file married filing jointly. And lastly, if you don't have a business and you have a gift or a skill set or a hobby, look and see if that can be monetized. If it can be monetized, establish your business today. You will see that even if you don't earn additional revenue from the business, it is one of the best tax vehicles that you can have to reduce your tax liability overall and increase your overall financial picture. So I hope that you found this to be invaluable as we continue to provide you with financial solutions with yours truly, Dr. Nicole. Now, if you would like to be a guest and you would like to uh, find yourself getting some advice from someone that's a veteran in this industry, the securities industry, I invite you to reach out to us and you come and let me write you a prescription. Coming up in the next couple of weeks are some fabulous topics that I think that you will appreciate. We're going to have a guest that will be on that is doing and establishing a church. How do you make sure that everyone else in the congregation is financially prepared? And we're going to tackle ageism in the upcoming weeks. So stay tuned and I'll meet you here on Financial Solutions with yours truly, Dr. Nicole. God bless.